Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. At U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. morning happy friday to you steve sipple jake Sorensen. early break full show ahead a true full show there was big news who says july and late june are slow in the sports world sip because yesterday said not so fast my friend we've got news all over the place nba free agency nba trades of note and of course the big news the big 10 has two new members starting in 2024 usc and UCLA. Good morning, Sip. How are you on this bizarre time to be alive? Yeah, it is a bizarre time to be alive, and it's bizarre to sit across from you with that bizarre shirt on. What is that? Where'd you get that? It looks well, okay. I mean, like you, it. You mean this American shirt I have yes, on? American shirt. I encourage you all to get to the uh, video stream if you're not, because I, I'm decked out today in video my American stream. gear. Yeah. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, yeah, lift up your glasses uh, yeah, so you can read. I have that. some American glasses on. I like They're it. sunglasses, and they have the flags on them on both sides, but they're incredibly hard to see through. Are you going to wear this all day? I well, Yeah, yeah. I should, <laughs> You're I, freaking me I'm out. I'm going out to sell on this, and no one's going to stop me. I'll tell you that. Look at this. This guy's awesome. Look at this dude. He is, he's patriotic as hell. That's sort right. Of, sort of, yeah, I don't know what that... I don't know if you're looking at me or not. I'm looking right at you. Okay, all right, because you have sunglasses on. Can I can't tell. See? Yeah. <laughs> looking right at you. Yeah, you can see okay? I can see. All right. Well enough, at least. Yeah, you're adorned in the nation's colors. I got a, page, I got a stars in my sleeves here. Yeah. This shirt's a little tight. You asked where I got it at? Yeah. I, got it, I got it six years ago. Six years ago. I went to the Ryder Cup in Minneapolis, oh, yeah. and I wanted to make sure I was decked out in okay, proper attire. Okay, that's nice. All right. So I got some shorts, which I did not bring. I have pants on. I got yeah. blue pants on. Yeah. You know, Patreon Thanks pants. for wearing your pants Yeah, today. I got pants. Uh, I got the sunglasses also at that time, and this hat I got in South Dakota on a okay. golf course. Okay. It's the state of South Dakota with the flag on it. Where do you buy a shirt like that? Online. Like okay. Amazon, yeah. probably. Yeah, I like it. It looks fine. It doesn't... It's a little small. It's a little... It's a little I've, I've got a little stronger over the years. Gained a little weight since, uh, you know, 2016. It's... It's... Um, Let's go with stronger. Yeah. It's not obnoxious. It's... It, it... It... You know what? It trends right toward obnoxious, but stops just short. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not the whole thing. You know, I got a white shirt, and it's just the sleeve is kind of fine. Yeah, 
It's fine. So we're all good. Thank I don't you. know why you chose to look like a goof on such an important day. But because it's um, it's America's, you know, it's the last show we have before the 4th of July. Yeah, so okay. I always I always don the attire. You can't. Okay. I don't stop. Because I, I can still talk about the news and look like a dork. It's fine. Okay. I, and I can take you seriously because you usually look like a dork. You know, we, we were tipped off yesterday morning by our own Mark Onwiler. He was told by a source. We don't know who it was. That there's some big news coming mm-hmm. today. We thought, oh, is, this, is this Nebraska? He's like, I have no idea what the news is. Mm-hmm. And by 11 o'clock or, so, or about just, just shy of noon, it's about 1130 or so, the news was, the news was very obvious that uh, there was big news. UCLA and USC were rumored and now officially going to be joining the conference, the Big Ten Conference. Starting in 2024, I want to take you take us back to the moment you saw this. Sip your initial reaction when you saw that USC and UCLA would would, would be potentially rumored to be joining the Big Ten now, as of last night, officially joining the Big Ten conference. A lot of things go through your mind. It's an epic move, obviously. It it's much more epic than what happened in 2010. Um, if you think about, I mean, think about Jake, USC and UCLA are flagship Pac-12 programs. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, that's like Auburn and Alabama leaving the SEC, right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. No, it's USC is is yeah. USC is the Pac-12. Yeah, USC is the Pac-12. I mean, UCLA is the Pac-12. Sure, they, they both are right. absolutely. Yeah, it's no, it's not much different at all. Um, no, it's not. Gus doesn't know because he's young. Um, no, um, stay away. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't know. Um, yeah, it's not much different when you get down to it. It's an epic move. Uh, one thing comes to mind, by the way. What, what happened to that? Uh, the Big Ten forming an alliance with the Pac-12 and the ACC. I, I, I saw guess that this that's is the alliance. Saw, yeah, yeah, the alliance that you're just going to join the conference. Yeah, we're not going to have any sort of scheduling alliance here. It's just going to be. Um, we're going to join you. You know, we every so often we'd bring that up. Like, are they still having that alliance with the between the Big Ten? <laughs> Between the Big Ten, it was a nice thought, wasn't it? Nice idea. Response to Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have an alliance here. Yeah, we're gonna have an alliance. (laughs) Get ready. Who who can we join? Big Ten. Let us join you. (laughs) So now, I mean, those were some thoughts that go through your head. Your your head. I was amazed. I wrote a column that was pretty positive, um, except. I mean, the theme of it is if you're over, and this is, this is, I was sort of writing it toward someone like you. Okay. I wrote this. If you're overly nostalgic about college football, if you're set in your ways, if you long for the New Year's Day of game after game, bull after bull after bull, just get over it. You should have already been over it. But people, I noticed yesterday, there are a lot of people that just think it's all crumbling. They're they're not feeling the romanticism that they mm-hmm. used to feel. Mm-hmm. There's people talking about how, okay, you UCLA USC are joining the Big Ten. They won't be the last pretty soon. Now I know that what one of my sources was telling me yesterday is that this is heading towards super conferences. Yep. Two of them, 
two mega conferences. How many teams can be in a super conference? 20 plus. 20 plus. So now now what goes through your mind? Is Nebraska ever going to win a conference championship? <laughs> yeah. Well, that thought seems to be pretty much out the window. Well, not necessarily, but uh, the, it, the, the odds got longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite it a, did. Quite a bit longer. And what are, the, or what are these conferences going to be called? You know, are we going to still call it the SEC and the Big Ten? I don't know how that's all going to work. Now, I think we're, I think we're a decade away from a name change or from the Super Conference. From from having twenty two to twenty four teams in a conference. Well, you think this just stops now for this year in terms of? I'll say movement? no. I'll say no more than a decade away. So it might yeah, within I, a decade. I'd say five years. I don't know. Now you'd have to look. For instance, one hold up, one snag in that. Wouldn't one snag be that the ACC? ACC has a media rights deal that goes through 2036. 2036. The ACC is in a fix. Yes, they are. The Atlantic Coast Conference signing a deal that lasts through 2036 locks their teams into... more years. Yeah, what do you do with that? <laughs> that wasn't very smart. No, no, no. That wasn't very smart. Um, I was... Again, I was sort of taken aback by the negativity that could, I heard. Could there be three super conferences? Yes. So the ACC would say, well, let's, let's make us a super conference. Well, again, but what, could it be the ACC leading that charge with their contract situation? Well, they, they, <laughs> they'd have to renegotiate. 2036. They, they might have to renegotiate that sucker. <laughs> well, I don't Get know if it's that easy. Involved. I don't know if it's All that... the lawyers on right, call right, right now, no, please, no, you're the right. ACC. I mean, I don't know. How you wriggle out of that thing. But the answer to your question, I guess, is yes. Right now, you would say everybody is looking up at the SEC and the Big Ten. See, I regarded it. Why I regarded this. Okay, Chris is on the line. Hold yeah, hang on. on, Chris. Why I regarded this as positive because it's a power move. The big. Now, I don't give the Big Ten a ton of credit because. Based on reports, USC and UCLA approach the Big Ten. Now, what? Now, what would the Big Ten? Would they say no to this? Think about it. You get you'd be crazy to turn down USC or UCLA. The mar, yeah, the market. You'd be insane. The LA market. You get two of the, those two flagship programs. Now, the one other thing, Chris, just hold on. That I would point out. I would point out what Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star pointed out. That with the additions of USC and UCLA, the Big Ten can reasonably claim six of the nation's top seven TV markets. Yes, they can. Now, think about the power in that. New York, Mm -hmm. L.A., Mm -hmm. Chicago, Philly, the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose area, and and Washington, D.C. Only Dallas eludes the Big Ten's grasp. Hello, TCU. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Call up the old horn frogs. See if they know. want to join the conference. I don't know. Let's see what what's now Chris Chris of the Baldwin Shop, longtime season ticket holder. The earth and a traditional football fan. Traditionalist. Yep. Uh, the earth is shifting beneath our feet. It's shifting beneath Chris's feet. Um the earth is shifting so much that the streets might have some problems and that's his area that's of his, expertise. That's his, yeah, it is. It's forte so, right yeah, there. Let's see what Chris has to say. Chris from the Baldwin shop, you're on early break. Go ahead, my friend. Good morning, Steve. Jake, happy Friday to you guys and, and happy fourth of July. Thank you. Same to you as well, Chris. Yes, thank you. Chris, how are and you doing? What do you think? Steve, I, I wanna get business out of the way first. Mm-hmm. I would like to wish you a very, very 
happy birthday on this weekend of the of the holiday. That we're, we're, when I'm lighting my M80s tomorrow and losing my fingernails, I'll, I'll light one off for you. Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you, Chris. Yeah, it is very, very kind of you. Be careful. Yes. With your well, it, Steve, your birthday is an easy one to remember because remember, I think I mentioned this, you guys. My wife's birthday is July second. Oh, that's good. Oh, con- happy birthday to your wife. Yes, yes, Steve. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's she's got about ten years on you. She's a she's an Eisenhower baby. Okay. Yes. All right. So she's spry. But, still hey, spry. Guys, yeah, we talked about this uh, this movement maybe Monday. We, I think we ended our conversation Monday with. What, you know, what else is going to happen? How long are we going to have to wait to yep. hear earth-shattering news? You, you know, and it wasn't very long. Uh, you know, the Big Eight, which now seems, Steve Jake, like centuries ago. It does. Last year was 1995, and it almost seems like a, a biblical story. The last year of the Big Eight, they, they have a national champion, and I think they end up with three or four teams in the top ten that year. Okay. Uh, uh, but we might on. double check on that. I but I, I think I, there I, was about three or four teams. I'll do it Colorado, right K-State. And remember, Steve, uh, I don't know if Jay good, but Kansas was good at that time. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, that was Mangino. So, hard to believe. But that was Mangino. Or was it no, Mangino? Uh, no, no that was uh, the guy Glenn that Mason. went to uh, Glenn Minnesota. Ma- Glenn yeah, Mason. It's Glenn Mason. Glenn Mason. Glenn Mason. That's yeah. who that was. Yeah, that's who that was. But, uh, guys, hey, here we go. The Big Ten now has the first coast-to-coast conference. Yes, it does. From sea, from sea to sea. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday at the shop, Steve Jake, that, that a plane ride from from uh, USC or UCLA to Rutgers is probably going to be what four to five hours. Uh, I suppose. I, I yeah. think about five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about that? We're getting sixteen teams now. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA, you know, they're about like Nebraska. I think right now, Steve Jake uh, with Chip Kelly. I think it's been a little disappointing out there in his first three or four years. Uh, but USC, that, Steve Jake, hey, Steve, you remember, this This is a different monster here. We, get, we The Big Ten just really let a monster in the door and because USC, in, historically, if they get the right coach in place, and I'm talking a John McKay, a John Robinson, a Pete Carroll, they're as good as anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 2000s, if you'll remember, when P- Pete Carroll had that thing rolling, they had a home-and-home home with Ohio State early. Oh, yeah, they did. And out, out in Los Angeles, Ohio State or UC, USC beat them, I think it was like 35-3. to 3. Then the next year, they went to Columbus, started a freshman quarterback, and, and he was pretty heavily recruited, blonde-haired kid. I forget his name now, but I think he did play in the NFL a little bit. But but uh, USC beat him there. I think it was a close game, though. But yes, uh, guys, uh, USC and Lincoln Riley's out there, and he's got a great record right now, winning probably about eighty-five percent of his games. Uh, I expect them to become pretty 
pretty damn good in the next couple of years. Uh, once again, Steve Drake on the expansion, 16 teams. Does it stop there? No. Are they going to add now? Word has it that they're possibly going to add Colorado, the rumors, Stanford, or maybe Oregon. Oregon, uh, are you wondering about those teams? And, uh, Steve, Jake, we're doing away with the, the big top was doing away with divisions. Well, if you have 16 to 20 teams in the conference, how can you not have divisions? You, you, it's almost a must you're going to have to have them. <laughs> That's a good point, and, Chris. Uh, yeah. Aren't, aren't yeah, you're going to have divisions. You yeah. have to. Yeah. You have to. You, you got to. Yeah. And, and then you're going to have eight to ten teams in each division. So you're probably going to – now, listen, it, it's almost a good idea if – if you got, if you split it up in the two divisions, of course it's got to be the west and the east. But if there's eight to ten teams in each division, you play every team in your division, and I don't even know if you'd play a crossover. Yeah, I don't know either. These are questions that yep. I, oh, I, I imagine they haven't been they haven't been addressed. To consider there, Chris, I, I'm, I, yes. I bet they haven't even it, been addressed. It, it, it's incredible the questions and, and the and the philosophies that are going to have to come out of here. And, and Steve, Jake, the last thing, once again, what I worry about, what you guys mentioned it, what happens to Nebraska and all of this? Well, Nebraska's in a good spot. Yeah, now, now you got to keep spot, telling Chris. yourself, Chris, Nebraska is in a place of strength and stability. That's what that's what you got to keep telling yourself. It's true. Well, now, are you guys talking from – a political standpoint, because that's not the money, case on the field. Money, money standpoint, money. Okay, that's that's the, the political and money standpoint. But hey, guys, I'm I'm concerned about the field, and and we have to figure out a way to get better on the field. With because, like I said, with USC, the Big Ten just let a monster in they the really door. Yep. They really did. And Steve, Jake. Steve, I, and I don't even know if you go back this far, but I remember early in my ticket years in 1969 and 70, we played USC for the first time. John McKay was the coach, and in 1969, it was in Lincoln, and Bob Devaney had his super sophomores, a lot of them starting, guys like Jeff Kinney, Van Bronson, Jerry Keggy, guys that would win him a national championship the next, the following two years. But USC handled this pretty good in 69, and that Nebraska team went 9-2 and two that year. Hmm. And the next year, when we were national champions, and USC, I think, ended up about 6-4 and four, or 7-4, we only could manage a tie with them. I think we've played them five times, okay. and we've never beat USC. Hmm. Never beat USC. But, guys, hey, that's enough of me rambling about the, the, the problems we're going to have. I, I hope you guys got some positive aspects, and there's a lot to chew on on this. But, anyway, guys, great show, and you guys have a great quarter. Great call. Thanks, great Chris. call. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. Okay, one thing is that 1995, last year, Nebraska was in the Big Eight. He, he's Chris, you're right. At that time, when Nebraska played Kansas State, of course, Nebraska won all these games, by the way. Kansas State was ranked 8th in 95, okay, Jake? Colorado was ranked 7th at the time Nebraska played them. 
Kansas was ranked 10th. That's hard to believe. That's three top 10 teams. Nebraska defeated Kansas State that year 49-25, defeated Colorado 44-21, jackhammered Glenn Mason 41-3. I I didn't necessarily agree with a couple of Chris's Chris's takes. Um, UCLA is coming around. They were 8-4 last year. Yeah, they were getting respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Now was a bad start for Chip Kelly. I don't but. know that I regard <gasps> USC as a monster. I don't. I know. do. You do don't. You? Uh, the, the potential of a monster. They have not been a monster for a little bit. But right. as Chris said, when they have the right coach, I mean, Pete Carroll made that place. A I monster. am not convinced that Lincoln Riley is the right coach. Well, we will see. Time will we tell. will see. Time yeah, will yeah, tell. Right. But I think that's the most positive they've had for a hire for quite some time now since Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Clay Helton didn't do anything for anybody. Sarkeesian had his moments, but wasn't the guy. Lane Kiffin wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the most established coach they've had for quite some time. Chris is always, yeah. Chris is always most concerned, and this is a very endure, endearing and enduring trait of Chris's. He's most concerned about on field, the on field aspect of this. Now, where is Nebraska <laughs> fit and all that, and where will it fit? How can it position itself? for the coming of we, what we think is super conferences. Just, you just got to keep getting better. And, I mean, come on now. They're not – Nebraska is not a bad program right now. I mean, you're, there's, there's reason for concern about that element, but there's also reason for some degree of optimism, I think, right now. This, you know, the, the NIL opportunities are, will – are enhanced probably by this, right? Oh yeah. If you have an NIL operation and you're you're in a re- recruiting mode of a student athlete, this isn't going to hurt you at all, right? Your footprint now, your Nebraska's already recruited Cal already has recruited California pretty well historically. Now you'll be stronger in that area as will everybody else in the big 10 yeah. i think so i think so yeah i think so i i wonder this i mean we, we no one really saw this news coming yesterday right this wasn't something no. that people are saying oh we just expect we, we no. heard big news to notice this so my question is how long were usc and ucla looking to join the big 10 well was lincoln riley in on this when they were talking about hiring him oh, that's a good last question. year was that's he aware one. of hey by the way we're making a push to join the big 10 and be a part of the super conference that is going to start there in the SEC, too? That's a good question. Um, According to SI.com, USC and UCLA approached the Big Ten in recent weeks. Recent weeks? Recent weeks. So maybe... So probably... Yeah. It's possible. This is not something Lincoln knew about. Well, it's not... It's possible that they said, hey, um, we're going to be doing this. We just haven't done it yet. We just haven't done it yet. It's possible. Um... I think we maybe should have seen this coming in some respects. <clears throat> According to ESPN, Pac-12 officials had been nudging both USC and UCLA for years to extend their grant of rights mm. deals that are tied to the current Pac-12 media rights deal. Extend because following the 2023 football season, that contract expires, which explains why these schools can move to the Big Ten and not suffer any penalties. So it didn't it, sign. It, it didn't renew. No. So it, it was a. This was the time. 
but I still say nobody saw it coming. I didn't know. This Nobody's was not talking that about you and I talked about it all or heard anybody mentioning any no. time. So what happened Wednesday night, according to my sources, is that Trev told the coaches, his coaches, and I believe, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think just the head coaches, and I'm not sure all of them were told, but I think he tried to tell all of them. And so that was Wednesday night, and that probably, it probably, I don't know. I mean, somebody talked, somebody said something, that something was coming. So after about 9 o'clock yesterday, I was making calls. The only thing I could figure out was that something big was going to happen, but it wasn't, it was certainly not a negative for Nebraska. It was just a, it was just something that would affect the college the college landscape we, dramatically. We've grown into assuming that it's something bad, haven't we? Yeah. Well, there's news coming. Oh, here we go. What's going to be bad? Right. No, not bad for Nebraska. No. Well, I don't think so. Oh, now, and people are pointing out. Uh, Texture says Chris brings up a good point. You guys say this is all good for Nebraska and point out the money, etc. Mm-hmm. Who cares about that? What has it done for us in terms of on the field success? Well, the Big Ten. You mean? Not much. Um, what, what this doesn't really help ne- Nebraska on the field either. Obviously. Well, it does. It. <laughs> In a sense, I think it does in that it you're positioned in a strong place, which should help you recruit. Would you rather be in the Big Twelve? No, I mean that's Eas- what, easier to win, but it doesn't matter as much. I mean, you're, yeah. you're you're in the right conference. You're in the conference that has all the momentum going for it. Mm-hmm. All the cachet right now is in the Big Ten. Right. Um, I, I I am. I was taken aback. I've said this this is the third time by the by the amount of people expressing reservations and oh, sort of just negative thoughts on this this news. Bill, for instance, Bill. I know I know Bill. He's a he's a longtime fan. He said college football. I think you fit this too. College football for old guys like me simply doesn't exist anymore. Let's just call it semi pro. And let the Army, Navy, and the Ivies have what's left of the sport. That's a little extreme, right? Yeah, I mean it, it's just it's different because you're you're having those conferences go away. You don't you don't have the rivalries now coming up of Big Ten, ACC. I mean, all the, they're going to be all in one conference majorly. The major ones will be in one con- or two hmm. conferences, yeah. right? Yeah. The, what what does the Pac-12 do now? What well, becomes of the know. Pac-12? You have Oregon for now. You got Arizona State for now. You got all those schools. You got but- Washington. You got Washington, but mm-hmm. they're not USC or UCLA. No, they're not. And those those are the flagship schools, like right. you said, the flag carrying schools. Yeah, so. that's why I I believe the impact of of UCLA and USC leaving is the rough equivalent of Auburn and Alabama leaving. Well, it's the, the same thing. Think about Tech, you know, Texas, Oklahoma leave the Big Twelve. Yeah. That was so that just, was. This is more impactful and they, and than they that. Add a bunch of Group of Five schools. This is more impactful than that. I think Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Um. The Big 12 had already lost quite a bit of power. These are flagship programs. Yes. Okay, leaving the Pac-12. I never thought it would happen. The the Pac-12 fans are scrambling. No, they don't even know what to think. The commissioner is scrambling. This is amazing. This is incredible that that they're leaving the Pac-12 as flagship programs. They they are – they define the Pac-12. It'd be like Michigan and Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're flagship packed. What's the Big programs. Ten without Ohio State, and Michigan? Right. I mean, there's still teams, but it, yeah. it ain't the it same. Ain't the it same. is nowhere near the no. same. No, it's the, the Pac-12. I think disintegrates. That's the same. Yeah. You can't just say, "Hey, yeah, no, just add Boise State." No. 
I mean, Boise State's not a Pac-12 Boise State school. does not carry any sort of flag like USC no, does. No, Doc, D-O-C-K. Now, he tweeted at me. I don't know if this is the same Doc. It might be. He's texting us today, too. Yeah, he said, personally as a... Now, this is D-O-C-K on my Twitter. Personally as a Husker fan, I believe it just makes Nebraska even further away from winning any sort of championship. If you can't beat Illinois and Northwestern consistently, what makes you think mm. at this point adding... UCLA and USC would help Nebraska on the field. I, no, it's very... On top of more teams, potentially. What, what happens to Notre Dame? Does Notre Dame join the Big Ten at some point now? Mm-hmm. What? Notre Dame, do they join the Big oh, Ten Oh, well, we'll now? talk to Bill Bender about that at 7 a.m. Bill Bender of the Sporting News addressed Notre Dame in a column. Now, Notre Dame has options. One... One of which is the SEC. Certainly the Big Ten. They could still stay independent. They they They, can't stay independent. They have clinged to their independence for 30 years and have weathered the storm well. Well, this is a different storm. (laughs) USC just joined the Big Ten, Sip. (laughs) A flag-carrying school from the Pac-12 joined a super conference in the the making. We will address Notre Dame with Bill Bender at 7 a.m. of the Sporting News. Leland Leland tweets, I am a Nebraska fan. I also love college football. What made college football so great <clears throat> was the traditions for generations. These mega conferences and moving UCLA slash USC out of the Pac-12 is ruining the sport. I don't, I think. People like traditions, Tip. I know. And, and you can't blame them. College football was a beautiful thing in its purest form. And right now, it's not, it's not really pure anymore. Patrick Coleman. Patrick Coleman gets straight to the point. I cannot stand college sports anymore. Well, I just kind of asked, is, is, is the movement ever going to stop? Like, is, is it always going to be something else now? That pops up or somebody's well, you, joining. Well, a you conference. would agree that this is this won't be the last. Oh no! Thing. This 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 is the domino starting again. Right. I mean, Texas Oklahoma was a big move for the SEC, and he knew there's gonna be more to come. And, and the Big Twelve replace replaces them with group of five. Schools. There was a report in the L.A. Times last night that there'll be no movement. There's no more movement imminent, imminent among Pac-12 teams. Nothing is imminent. Which means today. I don't know how long that imminent covers. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is, I would what think. Is imminent right Don't now? you think if you're Oregon and Washington or whoever in the Pac-12, Arizona State, Arizona, you're running to the Big Ten, aren't you're you? Running to somebody. Yeah. If it's well, not the Big Ten, it's the SEC or, or the, the ACC. Or the Big 12. Could the Big, uh, 12, <laughs> could the Big 12 become its own super conference by, by taking up the rest of the pack. I'm not trying to you know disparage the teams that join it, like like the Houston's and Cincinnati's. And the, but there's there's there are a group of five schools going to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Like is that is Why that couldn't a, the Big Twelve conference you want to join if you're a, a Pac-12 school? If if if, if their the choice is growing, disintegrating, uh, I think you would maybe. If the intent is to become a super conference for the Big Twelve, I'm, I'm curious if if those schools believe that that conference is still on good ground. Without Texas and Oklahoma, even though you've added schools. As of today, the Pac-12 is down to 10 teams. Back to the original Pac-10 then, like it used to be. Yeah, no, no, no it's not like they it used to be. They don't want to be. Because it does not have yeah, UCLA and USC. Yeah, I, mean, I was joking. They don't right. want to be the Pac-10. 
10. They want to be the Pac-16 if no, they this could. Is all the these are all very legitimate questions, and these are all the questions that people are wondering about. And I get the I, – well, I mean, wouldn't you just say there's a lot of – a lot of anxiety about college sports. Now, if you're a Nebraska fan, there's something you should be doing, and that's tipping your cap to Tom Osborne, Harvey Perlman, yeah, you and want, Bo Pelini, by yeah, the way. Okay. On that note, Wet Blanket. Wet Blanket yeah. texted earlier. You, you, yeah. Someone told you this earlier, too, but Wet Blanket texted to start the show. He says, can we make today – Tom Osborne, Bo, and Adamic and Sue Appreciation Day. Without T.O.'s foresight and Bo and Sue's success in 09, we would be talking about playing Memphis in Shreveport instead of Northwestern in Dublin as the conference expands. Nebraska. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. Lost to Texas 13-12 to in the Big 12 championship game in 2009. Nebraska was very relevant nationally. In fact, started 2010 as a top 10 team, number eight and in the country. they were number five at one point. That year. Yeah, right. So they were in a position of power, whereas what if what if Bo Pelini in 2009 threw a five and seven? Would Nebraska be alluring enough for the Big Ten to take on Nebraska? That And, and then, then, of course, Tom and Harvey, as – as the world was shifting in two, in the summer of 2010, uh, had Nebraska positioned to join the Big Ten? And Tom, I, I used a quote from a few a couple of years ago from Tom that said it wasn't an overly stressful time because it just seemed like the way the tea leaves were laid out for us. He said there was really no question the Big Ten would take us. It was. This is Tom talking. It wasn't anything I really anguished over. I just felt it was the logical move. It was an eminently logical move for Nebraska at the time. And the same goes for USC and UCLA right now. It's a very logical move for UCLA, USC, and the Big Ten. And Nebraska happens to be in this configuration of schools that's in a, in a, in a, position of power yes you are you are in the right powerful conference yes and the 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 fear is that will you ever be relevant though right that's the fear you're in the right conference that's going the right direction will you as a program ever stick out as the relevant team that's the fear right now it's excitement and fear on both sides which is fine right we get to vince after break if you have any questions hold on vince comments four six four five six eight five call the text more next and early break in the ticket In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms, optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption, and adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. 